What is up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we are coming at you each and every week with a fresh service to debrief an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than the power of conversation? I'm Mark Francis in the host seat once again today. And joining us, the pastor seat has swapped, if you are watching at home. <laughs> to my left and right is Rose Locke. How are you? I'm fine, and I am not the pastor. No, it's okay. <laughs> that's but you're sitting thing. over there in where Mark Carey normally sits. Yeah, yeah. And on the other side is Scott Santmeyer. How are you? I'm good. Thanks well, for having me. Well, you gave the message this past weekend, so therefore, thanks for being here with us on Sermon Spotlight. My pleasure. We like to pick the pastor's brains <laughs> in these conversations. And, you know, we, we like to just learn a little bit about ourselves here as we begin the time. So let's start with the segment of what's new in our lives. Rose, I'll turn well, to you. I have to talk about the grandbaby, right? Of course. So she was here this weekend. She's six weeks old. Awesome. And she's um, doing really, really, really well. She's uh, She has a cleft palate, which hmm. some people know and some people don't know. Um, and she's now been to see the specialists, and so she'll have that repaired when she's about 11 months old. But because of the cleft palate, um, eating has been a struggle for her, mm. and now the, they were able to help make that easier, which makes for a much happier baby mm. when their tummy is full. Awesome. So they're doing really, really, yeah. really well. That's a great yeah. update. Yeah. I love it. Scott, what's new in your world? Well, in the grandparenting world, <laughs> yeah. I'll just, I'll just okay. rip off of the okay. grandparenting sure. thing. <laughs> so the... Well, this Thursday, three of our granddaughters will be spending 10 days with us oh, while wow. their mom and dad go to Hawaii. Nice. Wow. So, yeah, so we will have... Unlimited <clears throat> grandchild access. Exactly. Yes. For, for 10 days. So we'll, if we're still standing at the end... <laughs> Seriously. We'll come check on you. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you don't hear from us for a while, send the reinforcements. Send the search party. Yes. Know, that'd be great. What day does that start? So they come on Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Just and your there. sermon is ready for next Sunday already. Uh, I'm getting there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it'll probably be done before Thursday. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, it's neat to have you here. So we'll have to invite you back next week and get a recap <laughs> of what's going to happen there. So my, my world, I don't know. I, I mean, I was able to be a part of Fellowship Three Services past weekend. Later that evening, I, me and my wife, Erica, were invited to a 40th birthday party and had a 50s theme to it. That's fun. And there were some of you that I saw that attend FBC who were there, and it was a fun night out. And, you know, I mean, how often do you have a huge, big themed party yeah. and thrown for somebody who's turning 40? And that was very special. So kudos to the husband of that one for pulling <laughs> that off. And, uh, yeah, it was a fun night for all. So that's awesome. what's up and what's new with our worlds. Let's move on to the meat of the conversation. Rose, I'm going to turn your way to say, give us the sermon or even the worship service recap. Well, I thought the sermon, I, I, I made some notes and I really, one of the notes I put down was that Scott covered an awful lot of ground. Hmm. I, I'm like, he covered from our salvation through our walk of sanctification, hmm. you know, and how that happens and how that unfolds and what a treasure it is who we are in Christ, and then how we can live that out. I mean, I just thought it was, I, I, 35 minutes, it was a lot of ground, but it was covered really well and really clearly. And I, I really, I really thought it was excellent. And one of the questions I want to ask Scott, I know I'm, I'm breaking the rules. I'm okay. outside the question ask segment, questions. but question, uh, Scott had, um, I think it was six. 
he said the kingdom of God is, and there were six things that he said the kingdom of God was. Uh, I'll read them in case you don't exactly remember. And these are not in the right order, but attractive, boundless, available, accessible, valuable, and meant to be found. And the question I wanted to hear from Scott was like, of those six things that you really observed about the kingdom of God, which one of those did you really feel like stood out to you as um, kind of new or fresh or gave you a fresh perspective on one of those? Hmm. Yeah, um, probably the last one, meant to be found. You know, hmm. that there was, that was kind of the, the the biggest difference between the two parables of the, the lost treasure and the found pearl was how they were found. You know, one was just happened upon and another was searched for. So it, our journeys are all different. Mm. Um, but the kingdom is always there, you know, to be found. It's, it's not far away. And uh, so I, I think that to me stood out may, maybe more than the others. Um, and, and I probably would have spent a little more time in that one. But again, mm-hmm. 35 minutes, I was there. So, yeah, I'm going to pause on that because normally a sermon is 40 minutes. On a communion Sunday, you get 35, but there was not communion. So there was a special segment that was there before the sermon happens. Yeah, just, so Mark Carey wanted to take up a little time, and even though he, you know, he, that's, that's just, you know. He said he was flapping his gums or whatever <laughs> phrase he used, yes. But um, it was neat to hear what God is doing in our community through our church, through you pursuing the city and the mentoring program. So I'll give you the floor even now to just yeah. talk a little bit more about what you couldn't get to in that time yeah, of so, what's happening. Yeah, the... the and God continues to open doors uh, as we're mentoring in the in the Winchester schools. Um, so I've had folks from Shano University reach out to mm. me, looking to how can how can our students be a part of that mentoring program. Cool. So we've had other churches reach out already. Um, I've reached out to other churches as well. So there's it's it's already broadening, and it's really just in its infancy uh, when it comes to kind of this full orbed mm-hmm. uh, mentoring program through the whole system because the whole system you know as when you think of it is a you know there's you know literally thousands of students there's 4000 students uh, in the Winchester public school system um, to to mentor just a very small percentage sure. of them sure can be over you know the thought is overwhelming of, yeah. of that so so yeah, that's that's. Well, it's neat to see the opportunities that God is giving us to just get into the public school systems here in this day and age. Yeah, and and it is in our community. It is unusual. Um, now I've talked to other other churches and in, in other regions where it's kind of part of their normal routine to partner hmm. up with a, a church that partners with a school, uh, but it's a little un, more unusual here, and it's. It's been a little tricky, but that's hmm. that's okay. Yeah. Well, well I, I really appreciated Scott the story you shared at the nine o'clock service <clears throat> um, about the child who had a lot of anger, hmm. and that you you know saved up his anger for you for that hour. <laughs> yeah. Um. I I didn't even I listened to the nine o'clock sermon again this morning because hmm. I just wanted to be fresh for this conversation. Um. And I didn't even consciously realize how much your sermon had spoke to me spoken to me but um yesterday i was on facebook just had a couple minutes between things and was scrolling through facebook and i saw a post from a person who was asking it was in it was in a group 
and they were asking for suggestions for um, a way to help their child who was experiencing all this anger and frustration and needed needed you know help. And I just I I I guess your sermon inspired me and I got on the post and all I said was this must be really really hard for you and I commit to pray for mm. you and your child. And so yesterday and today I added that family who I don't even know because it was one of those groups mm. that thousands of people are on. Um, and then this morning I, I heard that story again from you mm. and I thought it really is true that we do have a treasure that we can share with other people because yeah. the other people who were engaging in the post were not saying things like that. The yeah. other people engaging in the post were trying to offer this advice or that advice or whatever. And all I said was, I'm gonna pray for you. And mm. I thought, I just in that, hopefully, in that brief moment, I at least, hopefully they caught a glimpse of the mm. Lord. Yeah, yeah. Mm. In that moment, yeah. you know? And we all can do that. Yeah. <laughs> that was really simple. Really simple. It is. It's a simple first step. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, my takeaway, again, with my worship team hat is, I was encouraged because even this morning, somebody came into our worship planning team meeting and just shared the appreciation of how the songs gave foreshadowing to the sermon mm -hmm. whether you know it or not and to sing a song like how rich a treasure yeah. we possess and the title of the jesus storybook is treasure hunt mm -hmm. and now you're getting a chance to then hear the parables of these hidden treasures and and there's so many different kind of nuances of you know god's treasure and our treasure that are out there that were woven into the storylines um, well, you know, and like, uh, it's, for it's me, just neat the to third see. verse, it might be the fourth verse, but be thou my vision, riches I heed not, nor man's empty praise, yeah. thou mine inheritance now and always. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, if you could just meditate on that in combination with Scott's excellent teaching, I mean, it, it changes your life. And you don't even, yeah. like, as I said, you don't even realize it because here I am posting something on Facebook. And even in the moment I'm posting it, I'm like, boy, it's really weird for me to engage in this kind of post. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't normally yeah. do this kind yeah. of thing. But that's the Holy Spirit growing me mm -hmm. through the teaching. And know, then to Scott's conclude teaching. with a song of my worth <laughs> is not in what I own. I mean, there's, yeah. there's all these connecting points and metaphors of treasure, man, that we can go in different directions. So, Scott, I'll turn to you and ask a common question, um, because in this 35 minutes, you had to really whittle down a lot of that content. Mm -hmm. What was left on the cutting room floor? We'll let you unpack that. Well, the whole last parable, you know, there's a, you know, a follow-up parable that Jesus says. It's the, the parable of the net that, you know, that all the fish, good and bad, are going to be gathered at the end. So, yeah, I was, I was mm. like, well, there's there's this whole other piece of a kind of a final kingdom moment mm. of what's going to happen. He's foreshadowing the the end of times where every everybody's coming to be and, mm. and and will be judged, uh, the good and the bad and uh, good and the evil and and I didn't even touch that. Yeah, it was uh, that that was like wow, that's a whole nother a whole another sermon series right there. Right. So right. Yeah. Well, and then I can't wait to hear, like, one of the things you said is, I thought this was a really key statement. And again, you covered so much ground. But at one point you said that we are here to be Christ for others. This is our purpose. Hmm. And when you said that, you promised us that you were going to unpack that a little bit this week coming up. So yeah. I've got the note right here, yeah. and I'm kind of like, okay, I want to hear about my purpose. You know what I'm like? saying? Oh, yeah. So, right. yeah, I'm right. excited about that follow-up. Yeah. Well, let's dive in. Um, if that was on the cutting room floor, let's really hone in on this segment that I like to call the big idea. 
and Rose, you keep saying there's so much that was given yeah. in there. Yeah. How can we whittle this down to, you know, really what, what was that treasure that, um, is being unpacked and especially the two parables that Scott was able to go into. What's, you know, what is our big idea? And let's just have a conversation about that. Are you asking me to start the conversation? Fire away. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just think, I, I, I think, um, that, I mean, Scott said it really well. I think that our our relationship, the king is the the king is the ultimate treasure, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think I, if any of you, uh, I highly recommend if you're not on fellowship, if you're not in the Facebook group fellowship family, that you should be. Um, Gilbert Gomez, who is just this great great man of the faith here, I I he always has wisdom for me. Anytime mm-hmm. I see him, even in the hallway, Gilbert has wisdom to share. But in his Facebook post following up this sermon, he actually referenced Philippians 3, 7. Mm. Um, and I, I pulled it because I thought, I thought it was so appropriate to what the sermon was about. And it says, but whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. And so I thought, like Gilbert, I, I appreciated him pointing us to that Philippians passage. That was NIV, by the way. I know mm-hmm. we don't use that very often here. That's okay. That's what I pulled. You, you've been authorized to use your <laughs> NIV. That's all right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so Scott, I mean, wh- if you could re-summarize, you know, without redoing the whole sermon, you know, what do you what do you hope that is the the big idea takeaway for our conversation and for people for this week? Yeah, I mean, so often people think of okay, my relationship number one with with God is my own, and it has no bearing on anybody else around me. That becomes this very personalized thing. Uh, we've kind of forgotten the communal piece of our faith, Mm -hmm. uh, except for Sunday morning. We come in, and that's the communal piece of our faith, you know. But uh, as Rose mentioned, you know, we're being transformed for the sake of others. Uh, But we can only be transformed as as thoroughly as we know the king. Mm. You know, if... if, Hmm. If our relationship with the king is is very thin, then our transformation will be mm-hmm. very thin. Yeah. Uh, but the richer and the more more deep and more well rounded our relationship is with the king, then so is our our transformation hmm. to be more like it. Yeah, fascinating. I, I just there's <laughs> there's so much to unpack. I want to go into these questions because the, we we can talk about these treasures that we have and and. But there's still a lot, I think, with these parables that, as small as they are, mm-hmm. there's a lot of depth into them. I have a couple rows. I'm going to turn to you well, and just I, let you fire I mean, away. I, I, the question I asked Scott earlier was the question that I said that I had for, for our time together. But I, I'll say something about what you just said about parables, because mm-hmm. I also jotted that down. Yeah. And Scott is a great storyteller. We've always known that about Scott. It's very natural for him and easy for him to tell stories. And he understands that stories connect with people. And I think that um, Jesus understood that, too. Because in storytelling, we can find all sorts of hidden treasure, like Scott kind of uncovered for us this past weekend. Because what what Scott did, in essence, is he took one of the stories of Jesus, Mm. and he said, what what principles do I see that Christ laid out for us in the story, which goes back to those six things that I read earlier. Those are the six things Scott observed. And so I think it's a challenge that we could all face in 
in our Christian walk is to take these parables of Jesus and not just the parables of Jesus, but the other actual Bible stories and say, okay, what principles, what, um, what does God have for me in that story? What does that tell me about God? I have a good friend. We mm. do Bible study together every week and inevitably we'll read the passage that we're working on and, um, we'll start chatting about the passage. And I usually tend to go towards the, um, uh, the practical application points of the passage. Mm. And my friend always circles me back and says, oh yeah, that's great, Rose, but what does this teach us about God? Mm -hmm, and I really mm -hmm. have appreciated that about her. And I think we could all look at these stories because when we tell stories, we're trying to teach something, we're trying to communicate something. Mm -hmm. So I think- And I, yeah, I'll <clears throat> piggyback off what you're saying, Rose. I love, Scott, how you took the parable and then enhanced it, gave a little bit of names, gave a little bit more context made it relatable it was still kind of in the you know the the jesus time period of your yeah. your version of the parable yeah. reuben yeah. reuben and what was like port what was her oh, name oh with the phoebe. names oh phoebe that's phoebe. the one phoebe yeah and beulah beulah that yeah. was the name i knew it was a b yeah. name yes you gave some nice <laughs> names there yeah so the storytelling component of even your sermon was really unique but one of the first throwaway kind of like statements that you made i wanted to ask a question about because there is the idea that money and treasure and there is something that we had to bring to the table for our salvation mm. that was a, a potential takeaway that is not the proper interpretation. Yeah. And you look at these parables, and yet there's still a component of, well, they sold all they had to go buy that land, or there is something valuable in that pearl that they had to purchase. So there is the potential where this interpretation can, can still be maintained that I'm selling something, I'm doing something, there is money involved. How do you get past that? Because again, I say it was a throwaway because you, you wanted to at least address it yeah. and then move on. Yeah. But can we, that was kind of one of the key questions that I wanted to, that somebody brought to me that wanted to bring to your attention to say, how do we still reconcile these parables that yeah. have money, that have monetized value, that people are doing things mm -hmm. for this kingdom component. Yeah. Well, first, the it is a kingdom component. Let's go back to that. So yep. it's the, the treasure and the pearl are both the kingdom is like. Mm -hmm. So the kingdom is like this this treasure, this hidden treasure. The kingdom is like this pearl. That So we're looking at what the kingdom is like. Mm -hmm. And it has value and worth beyond anything we can imagine. It doesn't matter that somebody had to sell everything they had. It's what adds value. It's how Jesus has added the value to that treasure, the value to that pearl, that it was worth everything these people had. It's not that they had to sell everything. It's how much that kingdom is worth. Mm. The worth is 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 what the the pointed piece is. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the moral piece of, you know, this guy's digging in somebody else's field, finds their <laughs> treasure, doesn't tell them about it. Right. We don't go into that. Right. You right. know, or or the merchant knows that that pearl is worth more than he's going to pay for. We don't talk about the morality piece mm. of it. Mm -hmm. We so focus on oh, they had to sell everything, mm -hmm. but that's not the point either. Mm. The point is how valuable the kingdom is. Mm. Right. And then there is mm. a component. I mean, Scott, you did such a great job and in your list. And again, I didn't write down the list, but you, you, you gave this list of things that are not more valuable than the kingdom. Right. Oh, you said, mm -hmm. you know, like, like, uh, 
the number of Facebook followers you have. The I, I mean, I, again, I can't remember the specific list. Yeah. It was it had quite a bit of length to it, though. Mm -hmm. So I mean, and I think it had to do with job status, and it had to do yeah. with you know health, all of well -being. health, well being, yeah, yeah. all of those Family. things that we can chase after as opposed to pursuing the kingdom, right? So mm -hmm. I think there might be some of that component there that like anything else, anything else that we have is really worthless when we compare it mm -hmm. to the value of that kingdom so mm -hmm. that might be part of the yeah that's a great there it's a know? great re-explanation yeah of mm -hmm. what you just said <laughs> succinctly it's the value of the kingdom now let's take that uh, with a follow-up question so let's define the kingdom like mm -hmm. what is jesus trying to share of why is it so valuable yeah well and remember he's now he's talking to just his disciples mm -hmm. you know they're they're back in Peter's house, presumably it's Peter's house, back in his house, just his disciples, and he's talking about this relationship that they have with him. And they realize it that, you know, the king is the preeminent being of the kingdom. He's the most valuable piece of the kingdom. Um, and next week, uh, or this coming week, uh, it's, we're going to be talking a little bit about, you know, when Jesus brings this child up and, and says that, you know, this, you have to become like a child to enter the kingdom of heaven. Well, right before that, the disciples are arguing about who's the most valuable. <laughs> well, I think it, and, and we'll talk more about that, and I'll talk more about that this Sunday or this weekend. Um, you know, they asked Jesus, who's the most, you know, who's the most valuable in the kingdom? Well, they just missed it, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> because Jesus is the most valuable person in the kingdom. Yeah. Not them. So yeah. he's telling them, I am the most valuable piece of this kingdom. And your relationship with me is worth everything and some of them had left everything hmm. you know they'd left their businesses their jobs their families to follow jesus around for three years hmm. and he's you know puts some of it's maybe reassurance you know that what you left is worth it hmm. for some of them it's you left it and eh, maybe you don't know it's worth it Interesting. Yeah, it's and, so interesting that disciples, yep. right, in all of these stories, because it brings say. you back to, yep. yeah, it brings you back to the feeding of the 5,000, right? And mm -hmm. the, the, you know, they were just out, they were just out kind of, you know, casting out demons. Or Jesus or calming the make, sea. Yeah, you know, and, and they're just, it. they're missing it. Yeah, it's and, interesting. I mean, that's, that brings me to kind of our applications. And so if we turn our attention to this segment of application, that is such a key point. Aren't we like the disciples? All the time. I mean, just, you know, how, how can we learn from stories in the Bible? You look at Old Testament, and we always say, oh, we can learn from the nation of Israel of how much, how much they fail. Well, we're in deep with these stories of Jesus teaching his disciples, and here they consistently fail. They consistently don't get it. Mm -hmm. Where do we? I mean, where are we? And they're, they're, he's there in the flesh with them. I mean, he's there talking to them, teaching them all the time, and they still aren't getting it. I mean, I find myself as a disciple. I mean, I'm just, I'm not getting it. So how can we adequately apply what we know about Christ and what we see in scriptures here to take these truths of the treasure? Mm -hmm. And what do we do for this week? <laughs> what, what, I mean, what is the key application that we can take away? It's funny because I, I was thinking about it a little bit. And I think, I think, Part of it, I think, is understanding all the time that we do have that treasure and that that treasure should impact the way we walk every day. 
when I'm scrolling through Facebook and I see a mom who I don't even know crying out for help for her kid, mm -hmm. that's an opportunity for me to show them the light of Christ. Mm -hmm. And when I'm at the grocery store and the older woman can't bend down on the floor to get the salt yesterday, and I offered, I said, hey, could I get that salt for you? You know what I mean? I, I need to be thinking not of she's in my way, so I need to hurry her up to get the salt for her. I need to be thinking that I am, I am salt. You know, and so I think when we can, when we can somehow learn to walk that way every day, that that's, that's part of the importance of the application. Hmm. Um, I, and we're going to, we fail, we're going to fail, but. Yeah. And, and you're kind of attempt. alluding to where the disciples didn't understand this principle. What, what other components do you see of where we can apply this truth of the treasure we have in, in God or the kingdom being so valuable. I think those are kind of the, some of the key takeaways. So mm -hmm. how do we, what do we do with the rest of the week? Yeah, yeah. So the acknowledgement of the value of the mm -hmm. king and his kingdom is first and foremost. Mm -hmm. You know, until we, until we realize it, and as Rose said, on a, on a daily basis, you know, waking up and going, you know what, I am a part of a whole new kingdom. And it's priceless. Hmm. Who can't I tell yeah. about this mm -hmm. kingdom? You know, I, I, I have been overwhelmed by the wondrous story of Christ. Hmm. How can I keep that in? What, you know, what about this day that walks out in front of me? Uh, you know, what about this day is going to stop me from being that ambassador hmm. Uh, to being that representative of the king. Hmm. Um, and then the, just the component of knowing him better. You know, how often, and, and I'm going to talk about that this coming week, is you know, how often do we take the time to just soak in who Jesus is? Yeah. Mm. yeah. You know, how often do we just read through the Gospels with no agenda? We're not... We're not reading through them to study. We're not reading through them to find a perfect verse for our day. or But we're just mm. reading through the Gospels just to absorb who Jesus is. Mm. Mm. You know, those are the things that, mm. that I think help us to value the kingdom. And the more we know about God, then we, the more we know even about our own identity and our own self of, of where our value is. Mm -hmm. And I, I look at the sermon notes and you listed off dozens, dozens, yeah, <laughs> of verses and passages that are showing what our identity in Christ is. I mean, I don't expect you to go through them all, but <laughs> why? Why did you add that into the sermon notes? Yeah, number one, I don't think most people know who they are in Christ. Mm -hmm. I think they they have a few of those verses. You know, they may pick out a few that they know and maybe understand, but in totality. Once, you know, once, once you know that truth and you go, whoa, I am different because of Christ, not because of anything I did, not because I was such a good studier of the word, mm -hmm. not because mm -hmm. I go to church every Sunday or that I tithe or that I give to the poor, that I do all these things. No, it's because the, the king mm -hmm. has given me a treasure mm -hmm of himself mm. and has made me different mm. and again understanding those truths living out those truths 
make your whole world different. And then that's mm. how, because one of one of my questions and one of the challenges I think is, okay, so we recognize we have a treasure. Let's say we we recognize we have a treasure. So one of the challenges becomes, how do you help other people recognize that as mm-hmm. well? And the answer is what you just said, said Scott. Like I want that woman at the grocery store to see me somehow as different. Mm-hmm. To 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 go, there's something different about that person yeah. and mm-hmm. the way they're interacting with me. What is that? Mm-hmm. Because as soon as they catch a glimpse of the treasure, then they want it too. But sure. they have to catch a glimpse. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's that outreach component. And Scott, you're the pastor of local outreach. <laughs> and so we see your heart, your passion yeah, coming right. through with just not necessarily the sermon because mm-hmm. it was a parable given to you to say, okay, Scott, (laughs) teach on this, but just the application part of it, Mm -hmm. I find just to be, you know, well, encouraging and motivating to say, yeah, we're not just going to hide our light. We're going to shine our light. We're going to display the light of Christ within us to Mm -hmm. anybody that's around me. And we can only do that. This is my kind of final thought and summary by understanding who God is, you know, Mm -hmm. and knowing who he is, then we then can say, okay, this is who I am in Christ. Mm-hmm. And I want to hide. I want to share that treasure to the world. Do you guys have any kind of big, just big final statements that you're like, okay, yes, this is my takeaway from our conversation. I think we said a lot, yeah, but I just want to give you the opportunity yeah. to do that. I'm excited to have you both here in these seats for our next segment. Oh, we're here next time. Okay, our next great. segment is what is coming up at FBC in the oh. know. Okay, yep. so I have each of you both here. I'm going to turn Scott to you for one. We have food share going on. Yes, we do. Give us the update of that, and what does the next couple of weeks look like for food share? Yeah, boxes are filling the the trailers even as we speak. Um, we gave away three hundred boxes uh, in a matter of really over the course of just a couple of days. Mm. It was pretty amazing. So we're anticipating them all coming, and then on March fifth, we're delivering all those boxes. So opportunity for folks to help in that delivery process, where we take those boxes to actual people Mm. we're not dropping them off you know at at some you know warehouse or anything Mm. uh to be handed out at a future date where we are interacting with our community so and tying it in with what you shared about the mentorship program of now we've gotten connections with not just corals but we've got a list right we have a list yeah and and that list is growing daily literally um and that's with all seven of the schools in manchester so so that's where the, that's how we find a delivery list is through those schools. And if you want to serve to volunteer to do that, let us know. We can go to the website. Yep, you can go that. to the website. You can sign up here uh, in the foyer. FBCVA.org or yep. sign up on the website. It's there on that home page. Just scroll down and you'll see a little moving bar that shows two or three different kind of little icons and pictures. One of those will be there of helping with food share. Yep. Rose, yes. I'm excited about having you here okay. because this coming Sunday night oh. is our baptism yeah. service. Yeah. So okay. can we got you just... kind of brainstorming on that this morning. Yes, so we did. I so love... I'm going to look to you because yeah. we don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but no. just share the, the passion and vision that we as a worship team yeah, have for I, baptism well, services. I love the brainstorming. So that's my favorite. That's my favorite part of my job, I yeah. think, is brainstorming and strategizing. So this morning we got in brainstorming mode for that baptism service. And I'm really looking forward to it because we have um, at least three of our kids are going to be baptized and maybe some adults as well but um uh, we're going to hopefully invite some of our younger members of our congregation to join us and help lead worship and unpack that a little bit mm-hmm. and really um uh talk about uh 
go off of the the sermon this Sunday is going to be about um, Jesus and the little children. Mm -hmm. So then Sunday night, hopefully we're going to start with a a clip of Jesus and the little children, and we're going to really have a full worship um, service uh, surrounding those baptisms. So we're really looking forward to it, probably 45 minutes to an hour, and it's going to, and we get to hear stories. Uh, I was sharing with the team this morning that um, we're in this sermon series um, from the Jesus Storybook, Every Story Whispers His Name, but the title of our sermon series is From Beginning to End. And if you guys have looked at the banners at all, sometimes if you see me in the hall, ask me about those banners because they are like, there's some really specific choices. It might be a three hour conversation. Yeah, (laughs) there's some really specific choices that were made on those doodles and those banners Mm -hmm. are divided into certain, like, like, there's some very specific decision making that was made in creating those and um it goes from beginning to end yeah. and an important part of from beginning to end is really our age right now and every one of our stories whispers um god's name too because mm-hmm. we all know that treasure and so hopefully in the next couple weeks you're going to start seeing some things pop up around the church that like encourage you guys to get those stories down um we did a scott you were part of that series we did on evangelism as well you spoke mm-hmm. during that and we um did a we did a whole bunch of work about you know your testimony and how your testimony helps point to that treasure so we're going to be bringing that back up again in the next couple weeks so just lots of cool fun creative yep. stuff that's kind of my heartbeat so baptism happening. is this coming sunday night at six yes. o'clock yes um expected to be less than an hour less than an be hour really neat experience something even yeah. different and unique that we haven't done before for a baptism service yeah so hopefully that's <laughs> coming since up. the brainstorming just started that's, this morning you we're know? setting the bar now <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> i will also share that this coming weekend we're gonna begin the call to our body to memorize a scripture passage um hebrews 12 1 and 2 so if you don't know what that is go look it up and we will start just unpacking that even more within our worship services because I, in this every story whispers his name theme our call to fix our eyes on jesus as we've been talking mm-hmm. about is is so key and so how can we hide that part of God's word in our heart and understand what that means? So Hebrews 12, 1 through 2, um, be on the lookout for that. And there'll be bookmarks in the home center and for that And Good Friday well. and Easter are coming. You would definitely want to be part of this Good yeah. Friday service. I'm very excited about, again, some of the brainstorming that's happening behind the scenes. And um, yeah, and I think we're going to be emphasizing communion during that service, mm-hmm. which is um, something we haven't done for a long time. But there's some really great... Um, storytelling that happens as jesus institutes the last supper so and there will be an 11 o'clock service and a seven o'clock service mm-hmm. on that good friday so yep. we'll be talking about that more down the road well scott thank you so much for being here rose Appreciate you too okay. you're yeah. going to be here yeah, next weekend or, and so therefore next tuesday we'll be ready for you so thank you guys so much continue to share your mm-hmm. thoughts and your questions and notes um wherever you're listening to the podcast um and you can obviously also go to fbcva.org slash podcast um and know all about what we've got going on here at FBC. So the fact of the matter is that sermons are not meant just to take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. So until next week, much love and God bless.